Revival Explosion Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it. And there's a protocol in heaven called Thanksgiving. If you approach God, the Bible says, come to his gates with and praise. So how many have entered the courthouse right here uh, on Perim? <laughs> Everybody. What do they tell you about um, the cell phone? No, you cannot even have it in the building. Put it in the car. What if you're like, no, I, I want to go in, in there no matter what. What's going to happen? You're not going. Why? There's a protocol. You know what the protocol of heaven is? Praise and thanksgiving. So if you approach, that's why the people of Israel were, were how many read the book of Exodus? Complaining, complaining, complaining. God's like, ah, oh, I'm done with the generation. They complain so much. They, uh, complaining is the opposite of praise and thanksgiving. Amen? So let's read that scripture. I want to show you a biblical pattern of thanksgiving. I'm going to go through different scriptures today. Genesis 8. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird, whatever creeps on the earth, according to their families, went out of the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said it in his heart. Look at this. Look at it. The Lord smelled. That means the Lord notices our sacrifice of praise and worship. Our thanksgiving is noted in heaven. Don't ever think that God overlooks your praise. Don't ever think that God overlooks your um, worship or your thanksgiving. He sees to it, and he's, the Bible says he smelled the sacrifice. Go ahead. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy everything, living thing, as I have done. So the Lord was so pleased with Noah's sacrifice and Noah's worship of things. He said, I smell something that's good aroma coming out of Richmond on the parallel road. <laughs> oh, my people are praising me. They're, they're, they're giving thanks to me. It smells good. And he said, I will not destroy like I did the people. And that's why the rainbow is present. And the, and the devil tries to steal that. But the rainbow is, is God's covenant. Anyway, God filled the glory, the temple with his glory in Second Chronicles 5.13 because the people gave thanks. Go, go ahead and read that, please. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voices with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures yeah. forever. That the house of the Lord, the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Look at this. When they were praising and giving thanks, what happened? Come on, somebody. Read it with me. The glory of God filled the temple. So let me tell you something, and I'm going to be very short today, but thanksgiving attracts miracles. You're not going to be receiving a miracle by saying, God, I can't take this anymore, and I'm just tired. Why don't you do something about it? 
God will tell you, that's not the right way to come to me. How many have kids here? Have kids. Um, what if your child, when they were like children or teenagers, they were like, Mom, you know I need a new pair of shoes. Why don't you get me one? Would you just accept that? Say, okay, I'm going to go to the store and get it. I know, I know, like, Roberto has a son, but he cannot talk like that yet. But, but what if your would you would you say, oh, yeah, son, by the way, uh, no, talk to me nicely. So many believers don't receive a breakthrough because they, they are arrogant towards God. If you don't do this, I promise I will do that. I mean, it doesn't work like that, my friend. It doesn't. If it did, I would tell you, but it's not. It doesn't work like that. If God does not do this to me, then I will do that. Who are you? I mean, I, I, I need to. The Bible says, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. So I got to come to the Lord. and I, God, will you please touch me? I need you. You don't need me. I need you. I, God doesn't need me. He wants to use me, but he does not need me. I mean, if you are without God, God will still be God. If you are without God, you're nothing. It's the truth. Let's say you rebel against God and turn your back. God is still God. On his throne, the same. Now, if you don't have God, you're nothing. So the way to come to Jesus is through humility and thanksgiving. Thanksgiving attracts miracles. That's why when Jesus went to offer the, the food to the people, he, he lifted up and said, thanks. When he did, miracle broke out and food was multiplied. If you're sick today, if you're struggling today, if you have a problem today, all of us have problems. Raise your hand if you've never had a problem in your life. You never had any problem in your life. Raise your hand. Come on. If you raise, I, I want to know what the secret is. <laughs> Everybody had problems and difficulties and challenges. Everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. Christian, non-Christian, non-believer, believer, believer um, pastor, super apostle, bishop, whatever. <laughs> I'm just, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. You all face, we all face problems and trials and challenges and tribulations, no matter who we are. But the right way is the right attitude. If you're going to get mad at God, I'm, I'm, forget about it. I've been there, done that, doesn't work. God, why don't you, I'm just mad at you. Oh, really? Okay. Getting mad at God does not work as the devil you know why? Because if you get mad at God, you're, you're turning your back against the only one that can help you. The only way is thanksgiving and praise. It's the protocol of heaven. Go to Psalms 100 verse 4. I want, I want, I want to give you a key today, if I, if I may, on how to access heaven. And the key is worship and thanksgiving. Worship, say worship, and thanksgiving. Before we read that, Psalms 100 verse 4. When Paul and Silas in Acts 16 got beat up for preaching the gospel, what happened? They, I mean, they were preaching the gospel. And they were arrested for preaching the gospel. They got beat up. They were bleeding in jail. They had every right, humanly speaking, to complain. Instead, they, they said to each other, you know what? Um, 
What's that worship song <laughs> from selection we sang last Sunday? <laughs> Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Let's sing that. No, I, I'd rather sing hallelujah. Okay, let's go. Oh, Yeshua, let's sing that. Okay, so they begin to sing and praise God. And what happened next? How many Bible readers are in the house? What happened next? Earthquake came. The doors were open. The prison was open. And they, they were released. Why? In the midst of trials, their attitude. That's what I talked to you about. Your attitude will make a difference. Your attitude of humility, your attitude of thanksgiving, your attitude of praise, your attitude of love, your attitude towards God will make a difference in your life. What attitude are you choosing? God doesn't, I'm tired of problems. Man, let me tell you something. All this complaining, all this grumbling, murmuring will solve nothing. Actually, actually it will get worse. Complaining, murmuring, it creates a bitter atmosphere on top. How many have met, met people who are bitter? Maybe your boss at work, maybe somebody that you know. Man, I'm telling you, it's just like so annoying to me. I mean, like complaining, complaining. I'm like, shut up. I mean, inside of me, you know, I don't say that I'm polite, but it's like, can you just, just shut your mouth up? Seriously. It just contaminates the atmosphere. It, it, it builds something bad. But have you ever met someone that is encouraging? You meet somebody that they're like, lift you up. They lift you up. They lift you up. They lift your spirit up. You're sad, be joyful. You're hungry, go eat something. Uh, you're, you're depressed, smile. Uh, uh, oh, I, I need, let's pray about it. Oh, I'm facing problems, let's, let me pray for you. You need people like that in your life. People that will lift you up when you need it. I was just talking to men. When you face a trial, you do not, listen to me, you do not back down. If you need help, you got to have people with you, standing with you when, you need, when you're weak. You need this, right? So uh, I want to be around people that will build me up. I want to be around people that will pray for me. I want to be around people that will speak good things when I need them. I'm going to be around people that will encourage me when I'm discouraged. Why? Because this builds us up before God. Thanksgiving is the right. Let's read that uh, Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Enter his gates. Come on, read it again. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. It doesn't say enter his gates with murmuring and complaining. Because that's how people do sometimes. You know, God, you could do, you could do something better for me. You know, I'm just tired. Come on. When, when are you going to do something about it? I mean, even if you're just fed up with the situation, say, Lord... I'm tired. Will you please help me? It's different. I'm super tired of the situation. Help me, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. You don't see people getting miracles from Jesus like with a bad attitude. He would have rebuked them. Are you getting something out of this? 
read Colossians 4 through. I'm giving you a, a biblical key today on how to access God. How many want to access God? Colossians 4 2. Continue earnestly in prayer. Be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Continue what? Continue. Earnestly in prayer. Earnestly in prayer. And? Be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Be vigilant. Why vigilant? Because if you read 1 Peter 5 8, the enemy is surrounding, looking whom he may devour. And says, be prayerful and watchful with thanksgiving. Why thanksgiving? Because the devil wants to pollute your attitude towards God. How many ever had thoughts against God in your mind? Raise your hand. Everybody. Yeah, if, God was, if God were with you, that would never have happened. It's the devil. Hallelujah. I remember one time in my life, I thought I had blasphemed the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because these thoughts were coming into my mind. They were not mine, but they were like horrible thoughts. That is like, man, that's crazy. And if the Bible is the only un unforgivable sin, I'm like, man, I'm, 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 the, I'm worse than a criminal right now, you know. <laughs> but then I realized, man, wait a minute. Like, not, ev not every thought that comes to my mind is mine. Not everything that comes at you is yours. It comes from an outside source. It comes from a demon. And then I realized, you know what? It's a demon that's speaking. It's a demon that is throwing darts. And that's what the enemy does. He wants to throw darts at your mind so that you begin to think against God. And then if he puts you against God, he's got you because God is the only one that can help you. Somebody needs to hear this today. Don't ever turn against God because God is the only one that can help you. The Bible says he gives us the breath of life and everything we have. If the enemy can put you against God, he got you. But thank God I realized, man, you know what? The devil is a liar. I got the mind of Christ. I, and, and, and I realized I still had a desire for God. And when you have a desire for God, that means the Holy Spirit is living there. Amen. So simple. When you have a desire, because people who bless him, the Holy Spirit, they don't care about it. They got no, um, no connection to God whatsoever. But when, when, when you have a desire for God, the Holy Spirit is there. Amen. That was a long time ago. I think I overcame it. And, and praise the Lord, God is doing great things. But what I'm saying is, the enemy wants to put you in a position of murmuring, complaining, looking at everything that is bad in your life and forgetting about the good things. Yeah, you got this problem. Yeah, you know, you know what, devil? Shut your mouth up. I got a roof over my head. I got food on my table. I got breath on my lungs. I could come to church today. You couldn't stop me from coming to church today. I got a family. I got a wife. I got a, you got a husband, whatever you have, or even if you don't have, you have something. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> what I'm saying is the enemy wants you to forget the good things that have happened to your life. 
Why? Because if he can make you focus on the bad, you, you have a bad attitude. And if you have a bad attitude, you lose many blessings. Amen? How, there's something about attitude. There's something so powerful about your attitude. That's the example I gave about your son. If, if you, Will, you came to your mom when you were younger, buy me a pair of shoes right now. I doubt she'd do that. I mean, she'd at least correct you and buy it later, but not, not that way. Am I right? If, if parents don't accept that, I mean, why do you think God would accept that? That type of attitude. Because the way to approach the Lord is with humility and thanksgiving. Say humility and thanksgiving. Lord, thank you. I'm alive. Lord, thank you. I have breath on my lungs. Thank you. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm thankful for what I have now. Amen. How many are thankful that you have something? How many are thankful? I mean, so many people wish they were alive at this moment. So many people wish they were alive. Amen. I want to read one more scripture out of Jesus performing a miracle. John chapter 6, verse 11. Let's read that together. Uh, I'm almost done for sure. I promise you. That's the last scripture I'm going to read. But all, if, if, if you could, listen to me, everything, everybody listen to me. If you could get something from this message is, watch your attitude towards God and be thankful. It's a key that will unlock blessings. Let's read that, uh, John chapter 6, verse 11. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. Wow, look at this. Jesus was about to perform a miracle, and the very thing he did was to give thanks. Not like... Here is this bread and this fish. There's nothing here, you know. <laughs> There's nothing here. Father, thank you for this bread and this fish. I thank you for that food. When he did that, multiplication happened. You know why some people never get a breakthrough? Because they're not thankful for what they have now. Always complaining, always grumbling, always murmuring, always saying bad things, negative things. When you do these things, my friend, you're attracting demons. You know, complaining, murmuring, and saying bad things all the time, you know what, you know what it does in the spirit? It's like a magnet calling the demons to say, come, you're welcome in this house. Come. You're welcome in my room. Come, you're welcome in my body. But when you say, no, 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 no. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you. I love you. I have problems, Lord. You know them. And I'm calling on you to help me. Heal me. Touch me. But I need your presence most of all. I need your, your, your Holy Spirit to speak to me. I love you. I worship you. Worship attracts heaven. Murmuring and complaining attracts demons. Wow. I'm going to say that again. And in write notes. Murmuring. No, no. Worship. Let's start with, with the good stuff, man. Worshipped. Worship attracts heaven. God is males. That's why we start the service of worship. It's not just, not just because of what we do. Because we're like entering. So that when, by the time that you hear the message, your heart is ready. 
you've worshiped God. You've invited his presence to come. And the Lord is speaking to you in a heart that is ready to hear. So write it down if you can. And, and, and put my name on the quote. Amen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking with you right now. But if you do social media, tag me on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Worship attracts heaven. Complaining and murmuring attracts demons. It is true. It is true. Have you ever met a person that is completely negative and toxic? Be blessed. And like you're like, wow, this, space, this person is amazing. I don't hang out with them all the time. You'd be like, get me out of here, man. I don't want to, you know. Just, I, I, I can't, you know. Um, of course, you love people where they are and you speak good things over them. I'm not saying for you to be nasty towards them. I'm just saying that when people are like that, it attracts demons. But on the other hand, if you meet somebody that's always encouraging and praising and bringing scripture to you. And I mean, you may be like, man, that guy's like a Bible, you know, like a Bible, uh, uh, walking Bible, you know, talking Bible. But guess, guess what? When you speak the word of God and, and you speak the good things and testifies and, and, and testimonies of what God is doing, you know, you know what it does? It creates an atmosphere of blessings. That's why sometimes, you know, people have come to our place, to our house and, and they say, you know what? I feel peace here. I feel peace. Um, I like when I'm around you because I, I, I live with faith. I'm like, that's awesome. It'd be really bad if you left fearful. <laughs> I'd be really worried if you're like, man, I, every time I'm close to Hermes, I feel so afraid. I'm like, you know what? Something is wrong. But when I talk to you, I receive faith. Why? Because that's what we're created for. We're created to release the life of God. We're created to release faith. We're created to release heaven into people. And you're called, listen to me right now, you're called to make your home a place of worship unto God. Make your home, make your room a place where the Holy Spirit is happy to abide. Where the angels are like, man, I can't wait to get to that house because there's worship in that house. Man, when that guy talks, something is released out of his mouth. Because heaven takes note of what you say out of your mouth. The Bible says that in the last day, you will be judged by every idle word you spoke out of your mouth. So before you speak, think. <laughs> think before you speak. Because sometimes when, you're, when your emotions are high, you want to sound advice, shut your mouth up. Don't say anything. Be don't say anything you're going to regret later. Man, I wish I, would, I had not said that. Yeah, but you did. Just fix it now. Repent before God. Amen? How many are going are gonna to work on that? Attitude of thanksgiving. I got, I got, a, I got a homework for you, for you to do. Have this week. I know it's, it's past Thanksgiving. But this week, get a notebook or a journal, whatever you do. And write to the Lord, not to me, not to anybody, but write to the Lord things you're thankful for. And thank him. And when you pray, say, Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for this. Oh, you know, I wish I had a better job. Do you have a job? 
I wish I made more money. Do you make money? <laughs> and instead of complaining, find a way to do it instead of just complaining. Don't just complain about things. Take action. Amen? How many are going to do this? Write things and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what, what that will do? It will change the atmosphere of your home. It will change the atmosphere upon you. Because the devil is like, every day. And then when you stop to listen, it's never good. Jesus said when he speaks, his, he, he speaks of his native language, he's a liar and he's a murderer from the beginning. So, and there's no truth in him. When Jesus, it's so powerful. In John chapter 8 says, there's no truth in him. So when I hear something, I know it's the devil. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care what he's saying. Why? Jesus said there's no truth in him. I don't want to hear, what, I don't want to hear a lie. Hallelujah. Stand your feet right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And I want you to lift your hands to heaven right now because I want to pray that there will be a change of attitude. There will be a change of, 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 um, of your position before the Father. Come on. Hallelujah. Can you play that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands to heaven right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want to pray for you that today your attitude, your attitude will change. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to share with your friends. The Ministry of World Evangelism in the Nations and Building of the Local Church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.